0: are listening to the we hired a sitter for this podcast we hired a sitter for this we have a roster of like seven sitters i'm spending three thousand dollars on paints Do you go to therapy
1: never have nah.
0: there was a small fire i put it out Real talk, the stakes are too high with my baby comedy parenting, parenting marriage life we do it all i'm a dad and i'm busy i have an opinion i don't know if it'll be right but uh i'm patrick my name is we hello hello everybody welcome to another episode of we hired a sitter for this the show where gastor almonte and i patrick holbert we talk about comedy parenting life marriage relationships what else we do it all yeah super bowl sunday crazy uh i don't know how much we'll talk about that but we're we're recording the morning after i stayed up until eleven fifteen p.m last night watching that game that Look was a you. that was a fun ending i Hell i told yeah. you i like i like a good game i don't i don't have like uh loyalty to sports teams but that was a that was a fun football game
1: you know when i the whole time watching that game like there's a whole like legacy aspect of it right like yeah you, know, you had a player and uh who's legitimately trying to uh build the argument for being the best of all time at his sport um We don't have that problem as parents, you know, like, uh, I'm glad that like, I'm not being compared to the other parents.
0: Yeah. We can just be imperfect. Yeah. You know, I
1: don't think I'm the best parent on my block.
0: Like, (laughs) you know, like let alone
1: greatest of all time. That's wild. Yeah.
0: I'm just trying to get to the end of the game. Like I'm going (laughs) to hobble, I'm going to hobble across the finish line and then wake up and do it again the next day. Seriously. It is, it is too much to ask to be the best at anything and you can't. You also can't quantify or qualitate or whatever the words are, like what those points would even be to be the best parent.
1: I'm a junior. I might not be the best gas store father. Right. Uh, that's how wild it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that is stuff too. When you have yeah, like yeah. such a powerful person to measure up to, I know that was an issue for my dad. My grandfather was this legendary dad. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm just yeah, I'm just trying to play the game, learn the rules, uh be a good sport. That's it, yo. Do what I can, yo. I'm I'm okay winning as a role player. Yeah. You know? Are you are you saying Mahomes is being considered uh like to be one of the all time greats he Think? I would I I think he's
1: already one of them. I mean and he's I won th- three of five three yeah, three Super Bowls. Like, I think he's already one of the best quarterbacks ever. I think he legitimately is the best quarterback we've ever seen really yeah i don't really even think it's close i i just think it's a matter of But don't
0: you think the sample size is too limited like we saw todd, todd the, i almost oh, said todd brady that's where <laughs> I am. we saw tom brady be so great for 24 years or whatever and it was. i think that's the only difference
1: i think uh the only thing we haven't seen is if he's the greatest ever okay uh Greeny, like if you're into like new york sports uh uh he's a talk show host uh, yeah he makes a uh, very clear distinction, which I agree with, uh being the best versus being the greatest. Okay. So, like, you have someone that could be the best, but they didn't play long enough. Okay. So I think we we've seen the best. We're watching yeah. it right now. Patrick he, Mahomes is the best ever to do that. Okay. But Tom is the greatest because he's done it for so long at yeah. that level. But I do think he will. He has an argument for what he uh being that, and he's building better and better case every yeah, year
0: yeah well here's where I love Patrick Mahomes I love this man uh, and I, I've watched him a few Super Bowls now uh and I barely know him but here's why I love him
2: <laughs> good that, friend Patrick
0: that, that meme came out a couple weeks ago I don't, I don't know if it was a meme or just a photograph there's a locker room photograph of him shirtless and the man looks soft Hell yeah he, he looks soft for, a, for an NFL quarterback he is soft he's not he's got no definition he's not hitting the gym and he's so good at what he does, and the picture floated around the internet. People did make memes of it, and he said, "Hey, I'm busy. I'm a dad, and I'm busy." <laughs> and I just appreciate because I look—I don't even look that good shirtless, but like I look similar, and okay. uh, I need to know as a dad that it's okay to be a little bit soft, even if uh, you know you're an NFL quarterback. If he can do it, I can do it. If you're getting the job done, you're getting the job done. You
2: know? Yeah,
1: truthfully, I don't think being uh, in six pack shape makes you a better quarterback. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I feel like most of every quarterback that I've admired, I feel like, like, is just as prone to have like three beers after the game. Yes. You know, I think that's part of it. There's like a level of like, you need to be analytical to know what's happening and make the best decision. Right. But you also need to be cool so that everyone wants to follow you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't, if you like six pack, like regimented, I eat only this. 52 people don't like you on, yeah, in, in that to- team. Yeah,
0: totally. And also, as a real dad, if you're in six-pack shape, that means you're neglecting your own family. Yeah. You have to neglect your family, your job, your wife, all friends and family. You can only think about eating pure, clean, uh, green things and clean, burning protein and hitting the gym multiple times a week. You can't be a real person and a six-pack. Sounds terrible. So that's our argument for being in worse shape if you want to be a good dad it's the key to success baby the best dad in america is very <laughs> doughy and happy and emotionally available hey amen you know he shares cookies and ice cream with you yeah you know so you've talked about uh a little gambling action with sports did you make any money on the game last night yeah i didn't go too crazy i only made 200 bucks did you have a couple side bets or was it on the game i had or... a
1: straight bet on the chiefs okay um i got i got uh I made a little over two hundred. I bet two hundred on them, and, they, and uh, the, the San Fran was the favorites. Okay, so I made like two thirty.
0: And are you betting the internet, uh, a software, or was this an individual? Like, who lost money on this bet?
1: Uh, FanDuel lost money. Okay, and someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody over there lost money. So you have a FanDuel account? Yeah, yeah. I I used to do the bookie thing. I enjoyed that quite honestly a lot more. Yeah, the bookie thing. It was just something about like. I miss like that old
0: school feel of it.
1: Getting on the phone. Yeah, like, it was cool. He had an app, which was dope, but oh, wow. you got mailed the money on Monday. See, that's
0: surprising he had an app because you would assume they wouldn't want a paper trail. Nah, you got like a little everything. You got He had a little app.
1: You got like a little uh, ticket number for your thing just in case you had an issue with your order. Yeah. You know, like your, <laughs> your bet had like a little like uh, reference number. And then on Monday all your, your all your bets were settled and you would get a you would get a cash the and it
0: would be cash in the mail yeah FedEx certified or just like a it was like, like a USPS
1: wow straight up that you, is old school
0: straight it was beautiful
1: and, and you last... had like a betting limit like uh you like the longer you've been with him the more he would allow you to bet for the week okay so like if you were in the whole like like for me it was like six grand. Wow. So like I could bet up to six grand, and he knew that I would pay.
0: Were you ever doing
1: bets that large? No, no, I never got to like, and and I never owed money like that. Like, uh, thankfully, I've been a winning gambler. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would like I would say the most I'd send it was like eight hundred bucks. Okay. Um, individually, I've had days where I've owed a lot, but only because uh my account owed a lot because I was the person that knew the bookie. Okay. So I had friends that would place bets through me because the bookie didn't trust them. He Did you ever me. lose
0: friends through this practice? Nah, nah. My homies are peace.
1: They good okay. money. Yeah. I, I uh I, I there's definitely people that I wouldn't trust with my account. Yeah. So like I was like, yeah, nah, um I'm not I'm not placing that bet on. Those your are
0: those are like fishing friends or uh yeah. oh, come watch the game, but we're not getting into financial crises yeah. together.
1: And they, mind you, they still might be a closer friend. Yeah, it's just I know I've seen how you handle money. I yeah. can't I can't trust you to pay this on Monday. All right,
0: now it's time to name names. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: So you you say you drink maybe three or four times a year. You're not a big partyer in that way. Yeah. Do you get a emotional rush or a high out of betting? Like, does this keep you excited? Hell yeah. Because it, yeah.
1: it, uh, it, it's uh like I feel like I like it, it's it's something that I figured out. You know, it's a lot yeah. like the joke thing. Like, the reason I like stand-up is because, like, something in my brain made sense that nobody else agreed with, and I convinced y'all of it. Right. You know, and you laugh. You're like, yeah, I get it, even though I, I wouldn't have agreed with that beforehand. Yeah. So that's what it feels like when I went to bet. Like, everyone has the same opportunity to make this bet. We all have the same information. Yeah. And I looked at that information, and I figured out what was right, and I got paid for that
0: it's like life hack stuff like yeah. you figured out how to hack the system yeah that's that's cool it, that,
1: it really feels like it, it's the it's the closest i get as a modern uh man to feeling like i'm
0: out hunting or in a video game yeah you're like you know contra you ever play yeah. contra, the video it, game it, you're it, like oh
1: man it, it scratches the itch in the brain it's great yeah
0: are you uh now just as a as a sober addict i have to ask these questions do you ever feel like <laughs> with if if you can't bet uh do you feel uncomfortable like do you wish like if are, can you watch a game without betting and enjoy the game or yeah could you could you quit at any time
1: yeah i i i go long periods without betting a b um i actually set a budget for the sport for the season yeah okay so like uh Um, every sport, like if I'm really like basketball, football and baseball, I give myself a thousand dollars at the beginning of the season. Wow. So if I lose it, it is what it is. I I can't bet no
0: more. We got to start a separate podcast where it's just you talking about finances. (laughs) I feel like you have, you have so much wisdom to impart on people where you could just tell us all how to, what to do with our finances and how to, how to have a healthy bank account and life.
1: I mean, I just think it's, like, it's it's something fun that I enjoy to do, but, like, I noticed that, like, when I told the stories to my friends, like, for the most part, the excitement didn't change, whether it was $10 or $100, it was more so that I got it right. Yeah. You know, so that was the cool part for me. So, um, i focus on that part of it, you know what I mean? Um, and then, uh second like i know for a fact like over the course of the year i'm gonna spend $3000 on bullshit that makes me happy yeah yeah so that's what i allot for myself which,
0: which a lot of men do like cuz this is this is interesting to think about in terms of like you got to have a hobby as yeah. an adult like adults without hobbies are very unhappy people i Yo. think so if this is your hobby it connects you to friends you spend 3 grand on it max a year hopefully you make back and that's some yeah that like usually whatever.
1: i get something back of it um it's definitely been years I haven't but I've never lost more than what I allotted for yeah um and there's certain there's also like uh, I recognize like emotional aspects of it so like uh I never bet on like my own teams right um just because I just want to root for the Yankees freely yeah you know I, so I just want to just be there for the game to have fun um so yeah there's certain things that like I realize I right, this will I won't view this accurately because I'll right. just be
0: rooting for my team
2: yeah
1: uh so yeah like I, I don't have like uh I don't have, like, a need to do it. I just enjoy doing it.
0: Yeah, that's wise, too. You can't let emotions cloud your judgment. Yeah. And that's true for whether it's sports betting or uh, crime in general or or just raising a family. Listen, I still believe in Ken Griffey
1: Jr., okay? Uh, yeah. If you told me he was going out there today, I would still think, like, yeah, he's going to get uh, 50 home runs tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and, I, and everything I'm – My brain tells me, no, that dude's got to be 55 years old.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: I still believe in Junior.
2: You you just love him.
0: I love him, you know, so I can't can't bet on that, you know? He was fun to watch. That was the heyday when we were, you know, 9 or 10 years old and Ken Griffey Jr. was, like, killing it. That, that really did feel Like a magical time In baseball
1: Oh yeah Real talk Even though he beat My Yankees a lot He was still great I, yeah. I, I
0: love that dude As a player He was fun to watch He was mainly A uh, Mariner right Yeah That was most of his career Yeah he spent a little time In the middle uh, With Cincinnati maybe? Oh Cincinnati
1: uh, right? He grew up over there right? But uh, yeah He was mostly A Seattle Mariner Beginning and like The
0: ending he- Alright so now We're gonna do A sports podcast We're gonna do A finance podcast And sports <laughs> And the sports podcast Is me just like Grasping in the dark I'm like <laughs> yeah he was on the west coast right
1: <laughs> um, you got the state right you know uh, You were good yeah you know i mean cleveland and cincinnati and ohio
0: right right you um good. all right so yeah <laughs> how have you been you so we haven't recorded in two weeks you were on the road yeah how did yo, texas go how did plano receive gastor almonte uh it was good i had a blast out
1: there y'all i i, I went to the ross parole museum oh wow straight up learned what learned what an earthquake feels like they got like a little earthquake exhibit oh really you hit like a button and it shakes why do they have that in texas i don't know i think because they don't have earthquakes either i think they want to <laughs> like show people what it's like <laughs> was this at the ross perot museum at the museums. yeah they got like a little a platform and it has three buttons for oh. like three different levels of earthquakes.
0: And you can hit it and the floor shakes. That's interesting. Why though? I'm so curious. I don't know. Was it was he- all like science shit. So was he Was he an oil man and then in government? Yeah, and I only know
1: he- him because he ran for president when right. we were kids. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. But like- I think he was one of those early like entrepreneur business people who were trying to disrupt politics. So maybe he comes from oil and maybe because of oil they want to know about earthquakes. I don't know maybe what? that is, is so connection. interesting that is... it
1: was all over the place they had like dinosaurs that's hilarious straight up it was they were just like yo you gotta go see the Ross Pro Museum and I'm like all right cool and I went I had like a really weird uh escalator that was really cool
0: did you go with other
1: comics nah it's just me I, I uh uh other dude the local dude could not make it out he yeah. had like uh 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 parenting uh to handle oh okay yeah so I was out there solo um but yeah, I, I I I mostly checked out uh Plano. Um surprisingly like a city. Like I thought yeah, it was yeah. gonna be like the sticks, but now nah, Plano's Plano's like money money.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of Dallas football players that live in Plano yeah. in these like neighborhoods with mansions. I used to uh my first girlfriend was from the Dallas area. I can't remember the name of her town, but she has family in Plano and I remember driving around just observing these like enormous mansions. Yeah. Uh, and the shows were good.
1: Yeah, the shows was peace. They like progressively got uh, more attendance, which is always what you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now the shows was fun. The people was cool. Um, is uh, I met like a couple that's gonna hopefully help me
0: get a puppy for my kids. Oh wow!
1: So uh, I reached out to them. If that works out, that'd be cute.
0: Would the puppy be from Texas? And yeah, ship him she's up. Gonna have like a little accent. It's gonna be cute, man. I'm with it. <laughs> Pitbull? <laughs>
1: nah, nah. I'm 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 accepting my fate uh-huh i'm gonna get them one of them little pint dogs like the yorkie uh, yeah or one yeah. of those nonsense
0: wow this is, this will be fun to track we'll track this storyline uh <laughs> what happens with the texan puppy uh so and then you went to was it iowa or idaho oh, uh, boise idaho boise idaho for uh, yeah a, for a college workshop thing or was yeah. it a corporate uh no it was uh the college they had a uh, I
1: did a workshop on storytelling. Nice. Um, we uh, we worked with fifty uh, grad students from Boise uh, that were attending Boise State University. Mm. Uh, most of them uh, uh, people who were from other countries. So it was yeah. like real dope to like just get all these stories, like uh, hear about how some dude from Indonesia ends up studying, you know, molecular biology wow. in Boise State in wow. I, Idaho like that. It was just wild. Like the stories yeah. are
0: crazy. So you, you meet them on day one. You tell them what you do as a storyteller in a comic. You maybe give them an example of a story. And then you talk about how you wrote the story. And then you tell them like, all right, now now th- you think of a story and we'll all try to work on it together? Yeah, kind of
1: like that. Yeah. Like we, we send them some examples beforehand. Um, and then uh, we work through the process of what makes a good story. And then uh, over the next couple of weeks, they're going to be working on a story. So, like, uh, they will, they'll write out a draft. They'll send it to uh, me and my peoples, and we'll, like, kind of send some notes. Wow. It's a whole thing. Like, That's we're so trying cool. to encourage people to be more human in STEM.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's the
1: whole idea behind it. You know what Sci- I mean?
0: What is that? Science, technology, engineering, math? And math, yeah. I was just talking about STEM as a father of a daughter, Hell yeah! Uh, trying to get her. Hopefully, she'll be attracted to that. Anyway, I was asking about your schedule and your travels because that's that must have been five or six days away from home. Six,
1: yo, straight up. I was, yeah. was going a whole week. It was the um might have it's been tied. I think for the longest I've gone away for stand up only. Yeah. Or like you know stand up storytelling type thing. Right. Um. This was the one that I think me and my wife struggled with the most, but my kids were the most normal with. Oh, yeah. So, like, they're like, like, yeah, yeah, dad goes away for jokes. That happens. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, me and Gabby were like, yo, I miss you, Uh, mad emo with each other.
0: Yeah, so what does that look like? A lot of FaceTiming?
1: A lot of, like, calls post-show, which normally, like, I wouldn't expect to do because of how weird the schedule is, right? Like, if Mm -hmm. I'm leaving, like, at midnight, one o'clock
0: from the club in Plano—that's yeah, like that's three
1: like, a.m. here. Yeah, wow. You know, uh but we still did phone calls. She was working from home, so it worked out well.
0: Tell me about—tell me about those, because Ross my wife is on the receiving end of some emo phone calls. A lot of times in the form of me complaining about the show or like unloading about what I think I messed up on or wish I did differently or, uh, some resentment or whatever. Like sometimes she's like an emotional support as dope wife. Oh yeah. Uh, Other times it's literally just to talk about the groceries or just connect or, you know, be sweet with each other. Uh, yeah. How does that, how did that look on this trip? Yeah, I would say it's mostly that. Like so like
1: I'm not famous. All right. I'm I'm at like this place where like uh I'm a headlining comic. Yeah. But uh clubs book me when they're like, all right, we got no one famous available. Right. Let's get this guy here. He'll put on a professional show. Yeah. And we have to promote it. Right. So like the first show every time I go somewhere is always the worst show. Yeah. No one knows who I am. On a Thursday night? Yeah. Yeah. Like that Thursday show is always rough. So like that Thursday show here was rough. We showed up, I showed up, places like three hundred people, and they're like, yo, we might cancel. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like that is never good for the ego. Right. You know, right. so uh you show up, you get like the light attendance note, they come at you like two or three times, hey, we leave it on you when it's this number. Right. You know, that so right, like right. that shit hits, like, damn yeah. B like I flew across the country. And I got, like, maybe 10 people here to see me. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh. So,
1: yeah, you go home to the room, and you're like, damn, this is rough. Did you do the show? Um. Yeah, we got to 13, and I was like, yeah, that's an, I'm, I'm a, going I'm to power through that. Yeah, um, yeah. And we did the show. Then the second night, we had two shows, and we did, like, 30 and then 40. Yeah. And then the last night, we had uh, good turnouts. We had 130 yeah. and 110.
0: I'm curious I'd be, I'd love to know the like the data or the promotional stuff on that like did the 13 people from your Thursday show come and they were like we got to see this guy who was great you guys should go see him and they're telling friends did, I wonder if anybody came on word of mouth feedback or was it just the natural Thursday Friday Saturday nature of a weekend Yeah I think uh,
1: there's a this is like overlap to both of that I'm sure most of it admittedly is probably their like local list yeah. um but I feel like if you do a good job Thursday, Friday, you'll probably get like, you know, 5%, 10% bump yeah. from doing well on those shows, on those uh, last two shows. Yeah. Um, and, and I definitely think the inverse is true. I think if you do terrible, yeah, yeah, I yeah. definitely think people talk about, y'all, right. don't, don't waste your money. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think there's value in it. Um, and also, just like you get to connect with people. Like, yeah. you know, people come out to see you, they don't get to see you often, mm-hmm. you know, so you got to weigh that out. Um, hey like uh you see you've never seen me before and you came out specifically for me. Maybe I should put on a show. Right. By the same yeah. token, you came out specifically for me. I might not want this to be the experience. <laughs> right. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a juggling act there for sure. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was it was peace though, man. It kept building. Each show went well, but that that convo uh, after the first show, yeah, like that messes with you, like, yo, why am I doing this? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm in this twelve years. You're talking year about the
0: conversation with Gabby, with after Gabby, the show. Yeah, yeah, like
1: after when I'm talking with her on the phone, I'm like, yo, I don't know why I'm doing this. Be like, I, yeah. could, I could just have a union job. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I could be a plumber right now. And, and what
0: a what a clutch moment for her, like what a moment where she can choose to uh, do the right thing, which I assume is, I believe in you. Don't worry. You're just starting out as a headliner doing clubs across the country. This is the beginning. That kind of stuff, which right, right. which I think Ross typically does. Or the wife could just be like... You're actually kinda right. And I um I circled some wan ads in the paper. Oh yeah. I saw I saw uh, Lays is hiring drivers again. Real tough. Um You know people, go back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's tough. And you're alone in Texas yeah, in a hotel up. room. By yourself over there dealing with Texas. Questioning shit. everything. So you lean on her for that, but what what other like do you have like any kind of space spiritual practice around this kind of stuff? Like, like I go to meetings where people talk constantly about like, uh, you know, progress is not linear. Um, one day at a time, like there's going to be good days and bad days, you know, that they're like really gentle language around, like you're going to be taken care of, like higher powers got your back, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Do you, do you kind of I don't know. Do do you listen to like motivational speeches or do you have like uh people I play ET that- e. the hip hop preacher?
2: Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh a lot of David Goggins.
1: Yeah, you yeah. You Uh honestly, I just like uh I talk to myself a lot uh, yeah. uh like all the time. Um I I like uh I, I remind myself what uh, like if I enjoy this and if I if the answer is still yes, um I keep going. Um i uh I reach out to peers mhm make sure that I'm not bugging out like am I doing some good still like mm-hmm. um and then uh for the mo- and and then for the most part, from there, I trust the work, so like if I feel like I had a bad set, I gotta just write more right, so right, I usually yeah. just start writing that night um but yeah, like I've had like a whole like over the last like two weeks, I've been like kind of in a weird bag about that stuff in general, like I had like a I had an audition uh for one of the festivals recently mm. that I thought went bad um then like 2 days later I was supposed to have an audition for another festival showed up turns out it wasn't even the right day uh. um I emailed my manager uh they didn't respond right away and I was thinking man like maybe like uh people were just like not thinking uh that much of me that I'm like getting kind of info right and uh you know I'm not doing my job well at this so I was literally like just sitting in front of the club, like in my head about it. I had a, yeah. uh, you know, I had this rough show on Thursday last week. You know that I had to like really build up to a good weekend, but the weekend went okay. And then I come home to this, yeah. And uh, as I'm sitting out front, uh, two of my homies came out, two other comics, uh, JC and Sam. They walked right up to me. and They're like, "Yo, we heard you had a great set on Thursday, man." And I'm like, "What?" Because I thought it was terrible. They're like, yeah, "Nah." Yeah. They like, I spoke to several people. They said you had one of the better sets of the audition. I wow. was like, oh, okay, that's good to hear because sincerely I needed that. Right, right now. Yeah. Uh and then uh my manager responded like literally just ten minutes later, completely normal, but enough time for me to have those thoughts. You know? Right, right. Uh, but they responded in a completely normal time and t- and apologized. Said, My bad. Um I was supposed to say next Saturday, not this Saturday.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
1: it was a simple a thing. Yeah. But like that shit like so much of this job is lonely that like yeah. uh if you don't have those checkpoints with like a Gabby or a Ross or like your friends in the community, that shit fucking Yeah really like piles up on each other fast
0: yeah you know because it's su- such a vulnerable thing to think like i am good enough to put myself out there and try to entertain these strangers and you're like risking something by like expressing yourself in these all these ways and then when it doesn't feel like it's received or reflected back at you with laughter or whatever uh that that to feel like you are left hanging and not taken care of uh, a few nights in a row or a couple incidents in a row, it really makes you want to walk into traffic. Yo. I'll tell you uh, exactly what it is, right? Like, there's no hiding point. There's no yeah. beats. There's no lighting.
1: Yeah. When they don't like you, they don't like you. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Like, when no one laughed, it was like, I didn't laugh at you and yeah. your idea. Yes, You know? So it feels super personal. Like, yeah. damn, I'm fucking up. Like, yeah. me you know so uh yeah like it feels like weird like i really let uh my whole family down with this (laughs) egotistical idea that my thoughts were enough to feed this family right you know that's fucking crazy no one else's thoughts are enough are they uh i don't know maybe yeah um so yeah it it, uh it it hurts like for real when it doesn't go well when it goes great like i feel like i'm walking on water type shit like sincerely
0: Um, and, and it's worth the shitty. Yeah. And it's so fickle and so rapid. The, the differences, like I I had two shows in the same club Saturday night, first show, I was having all those questions. Like, what am I even doing? You know, there was 30 people in the room and it's a small little room. So it was some almost felt sold out. And, uh, I was like, they, did not want to hear anything I had to say, what, what went wrong? Uh, I started blaming them in my head. I'm like, well, they, they're watching too many Matt Reif videos. Cause there was this <laughs> table that w- these two women wanted to like interact with everybody. They're interrupting everybody. Yeah. So I, I blame them. I'm like, well, they interrupted too much. And then one guy would interrupt sometimes. I'm like, they're watching too many Matt Wright videos. They want me to like charm them and inter- make them the show. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do my material. I would kind of like make it work and move on, but it was distract. And so I start doing that thing where I'm like, it's their fault. But then I'm like, but I just watched the comic after me do quite well with right, the same right. group of people. So I'm like, maybe I just don't have what it takes or maybe I my stuff is <laughs> not yeah. what people want to hear, whatever. And then later that same night in the same room, different crowd, I feel like a god. You yeah, know? Yo. It's, it's just crazy how rapidly that all changes. Straight up.
1: I lost it mid-set on Saturday. I had yeah. like 17 minutes going great. Then like uh, I had a, a, a lady in the audience that was talking and I noticed it was distracting the group of people, and uh, she was with uh, her man and another person, like another friend of theirs. Um, so, like, I finally addressed it. I made it super awkward. Yeah. And I, I didn't like, and I said it. I was like, I can make it awkward too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like, so the room was dead quiet. <laughs> 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 uh, and then, like, uh, and like, I knew I was right because, like, when I was talking to them, uh, the guy was like, "You didn't hear me say anything." And I was like, "All right, cool," because you like basically abandoning shit. Like you like, I right, yeah. I got nothing to do with these two women, even though I date one of them. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, even like afterward, like I got, I All right, I got to close this shit out. So I di- I did a closing bit that worked, but it was nowhere way near the momentum I had right before that. So I get off stage and like, you know, I don't really do like, uh, I don't I don't curse. I'm not angry for the most yeah. part on stage. Like most of my shit isn't that energy right so like uh i have that in me because i'm i'm still a brooklyn dude like yeah, I, yeah. I, I know where to access it but i don't want to do that on stage that's right. not who i want to be in, in right. life yeah so like uh when i got off like it was the first time i had something like that happen at that club yeah so i hit up the two like comics after and i was like yo like uh you think the club's gonna back me on that like am i okay that i go too far and I like yo you bugging like you handed yeah. that yeah super polite And I was in my head about that the whole drive home. Yeah. And those people probably went home, lived their lives completely fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they don't know like the freaking avalanche they
0: almost pushed me over. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) That's so interesting to think of you like, yeah, to restrain yourself. To prevent the the Brooklyn gas store to come out like yeah. whether it's anger or passive aggression or rudeness or like name calling whatever whatever because I I know exactly I want to talk- fight people like <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I consistently like the the being on stage as a comic like it's it's proof to me that words work yeah you know and I I, I am genuinely believing that more and more like it's becoming my religion like you can talk your way mm. through and out of everything mm-hmm. but I did not do that. Uh, like as a kid, yeah. I like if, if if the exact same confrontation, I would have stomped that dude out. Yeah, I would have called more people over to yeah. stomp him out more. You know what I mean? Like that would have been like the whole exchange. Yeah, yeah. And it would have ended a lot earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing, But like I'm like no, I'm believing in this power. Yeah. You know I I I think it's incredible that like in a room where you're surrounded by like literally 150 to one odds. Yeah. Everyone is listening to you because of how powerful your words are. That yeah. is incredible to me. Yeah. But man, do I want to throw that out sometimes when somebody like just gets out of pocket? I'm like, yeah, I, I, to your point, I'm not mad right. I don't want to talk to you. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? That's yeah. not what we're here for. Yeah. I, I I prepared and practiced a very specific set of material that 149 other people. Are enjoying? Are enjoying? Shut yeah. the fuck up! Yeah, it just yeah. says what it is. Yeah. Enjoy the show, or don't. But just be quiet and let everyone else debate. Right? Enjoy the show. Yeah. But don't interrupt the show. That's
0: wow. Yeah, that's uh. It's,
1: you but- know what? If I see you, we fighting. Okay. <laughs> I, I take it back. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> I, I I can't wait for the return to Plano poster, and it's you <laughs> with boxing gloves on. Uh round two <laughs> now nah, this one was in new york thankfully this was okay. up on this saturday okay so i can I c- actually find you we going we gonna beat oh nice uh that's so interesting and uh i it's so funny to n- I, I like the idea that comedy changed you as a person it sounds like adulthood did yeah. too but words work for you now in a way that is are is profound clearly uh but I and I've never known you. I've ne- I never knew the young gas store who would rather fight than talk. Uh, so that's just fascinating. I believe to, I, to I hear believe about.
1: comedy makes you a better person if you're doing it right.
0: Yeah. Um. I think that. Uh, well, takes such a level of empathy. Yeah. That, uh. You, even 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 roast comics have to have some level of humanity and empathy to know how to write a great roast joke. I, I feel like if you're doing
1: comedy right, you're talking about your flaws yeah, and if you analyze your flaws you as a person you shouldn't want to repeat them right so next year when i'm making new jokes i can't be joking about the same complaints and flaws i had as a man before yeah i should be progressively getting better right you know so uh every time i have a new set of jokes it should also show that I'm no longer, or at least better, with those same set of problems. Yeah. So yeah, it it, it should, in theory, make you a better and better person. Um, in I turn, love that. like like if I see a comic with the same issues for 15 years, like yeah. it makes me question you as a man. Yeah. You as a person, like yo, you ain't growing, like yeah. as a person, like you. You're able to find the problem because you're making the joke about it. But man, for 15 years, you still got a temper issue? Like, that's wild. You know, like, or at least you're handling your temper problem the same way. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, nah, I I fully feel like comedy is religion to me. Like, sincerely, like, every time I write a joke, it's because I find something that frustrated me and I find the funny in it. But then also, I'm like, as a person, why does that bother me? Yeah. You know, so well, I analyze it on some just human shit. Yeah. And I don't want that to be an issue with me. I don't want that to be a problem. I want to fix that.
2: Yeah.
0: You know,
1: and well, then you're, you know, you're you describing.
0: You're describing the therapeutic process. You're describing the 12-step progress. It's like, yeah, identify the problem and then figure out what your part is that you play in that problem. So I know you don't go to therapy, but uh, it sounds like you found a way to use art to to wow, work baby. out your issues. Look at that, So Yo, Come see me.
1: You're $200 healed. Dollars an hour, baby. You're healed.
2: I yeah. got you. I hear yeah. y'all. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great we got it we should do a i mean i'm sure there's a million different uh sketches with a comic as a a therapist but you as an untrained therapist just like well what's the funny part of this situation that you're describing oh you uh you've cheated on your wife again um let's find let's find a funny joke about this and then it'll be all better and then you'll work on that you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also like the comparison of with parenting in when a a problem comes up, like you've got these audience members who are disruptive and you restrain yourself from being the big version of yourself or a violent version of yourself. You have to find a way to temper that temper your literal temper. Yeah. And kind of Talk to your child in a way that will connect with them. Make it awkward if you have to make it awkward. But awkward mm. is better than uh, violence, of course. Hell yeah. Um, or aggression or loudness. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious uh, if, if that seems like a comparison that even makes sense. No, nah, it
1: does. And, and it's, it's uh, for a similar reason. So, like, part of the reason I don't spaz on an audience member is because if you came out to a comedy show, I have belief that uh, you want to enjoy comedy. You just don't know how yet. So my job, like, I'm going to sacrifice two of my 20 minutes to make sure that you know going forward this isn't right at this environment. Right, right. You know? So there's still more comics after me. I don't want them to have to deal with your nonsense. Right. I know if I really get angry with you and like chew you out, you're prone to leave. I don't want that. you, You came out. Like, thank you, sincerely. But like, don't do that no more. <laughs> right. You know, so yeah. uh I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take the L. I'm gonna lose two minutes to dedicate it to you. Yeah. In turn, I hope that the other two comics don't experience that from you, A. Right. B, when you go home, you think about the show and you're like, Man, most of the show was a good time except for when the comic pointed out that I was being an asshole. Yeah. I should probably not be an asshole anymore. And the next time you come out, you're better for it. Or at the very least, the other hundred and forty nine people get re uh assured that they were doing the right thing. Yeah. And they continue to behave the way you're supposed to at a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they get that like positive affirmation that uh admittedly we gotta fight against more with the rise of like uh crowd work comedy. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, Now nah, I and I think that's what parenting is. Like if I spaz out on my kid, like, they're not behaving better in general. They're just trying to hide things because they don't want to get into an argument with me that's not the goal yeah you know what i mean i want them to behave better and to know why and to be able to apply that in the future yeah so like yelling or like being angry and big that's a incredibly last resort yeah um like that's so far back in the tool belt because i don't that's not the, the that's not the most effective way to convey uh what i'm expressing and to change behavior right you know what i mean so yeah, nah. Like I, I sp- only time I yell immediately is if you're in danger.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Outside of that, like I can't. So the same thing on the show. Like, um, ad- admittedly, if I would have started yelling, they would have been in danger, but I would have been the danger. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah, so, yeah. like uh, But yeah, nah. Like I feel like there, there's a lot of overlap. You're training. You're telling them, yo, yeah. this is not cool. This is what I need you to do going forward.
0: Yeah. And you know? in, in the the side of the metaphor where it's parenting, unfortunately, it just takes like repetition. Yeah. It's like, like, I I feel crazy because like I've had these same conversations. I got to remind myself, she's three and a half years old. She's not going <laughs> to just learn. You know what I mean? Like I got to say these same things over and over again. And I've I've witnessed some things do stick. Like now she yeah, does yeah. go pick out her own clothes in the morning or she does brush her own teeth or whatever, but it was like months and months and months of like saying the same things over and over again. This is actually my uh, biggest
1: argument against having dogs because I feel like oh, a yeah. dog is just like a three year old forever. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I'm just saying these things forever and yeah. I don't want to do that. Like the, the the one of the biggest pluses to kids is that I know that some of his sticks yeah you know and they start to apply it on their own well oh, if like, you
0: guys do get this puppy I know a good dog psychic you can call on the <laughs> phone <laughs> do callbacks work on podcasts <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we we met up I, I shared with you I had a big weekend at home we had so a big weekend we took down the, the uh, baby proofing gate in our kitchen Ooh. so the kitchen is now there's no border control Ooh. to the kitchen she can go in there she this is the thing we've been repeating to her you're not allowed in the kitchen by yourself you're allowed in there but we have to be with you because there's knives there's drawers the fridge there's a lot of things that chop a finger off in the kitchen yeah! so she knows that we have to be with her but now she can just go in if she wants uh she doesn't really listen to the rule that we have to be with her so we do a lot of chasing in there um But anyway, we we were talking about baby-proofing. You're so far out of that phase. Hell yeah. Like, your house is totally... They got free reign, baby. Yeah. So, uh, in a one-bedroom apartment, this is the last section where she can be alone. What's Uh, in the kitchen that she could access that you'd be okay with? Okay with? I mean... I mean I'm okay with it. She will occasionally go in the kitchen go in the fridge and look at what like kind of fruit is available to her, what kind okay. of snacks are available, if there's milk available, whatever. Sometimes she does that thing where she's like opens the fridge and treats it like a menu, like what do I want a snack on? Oh yeah. And I catch myself saying shit that I remember my dad saying and be like, You gotta close the fridge, you're letting out all the cold air which I like makes me cringe that I am now a person who says that to another person. Uh <laughs> But yeah, she's allowed to look, but like it's the holding it open that's annoying. Uh, I guess she's allowed. She, oh, we we really want her to get good at washing her own hands more often. Okay. Uh, so like we want her to go in the kitchen, set up her little stool, turn on the sink, use the soap. We want that, so okay. we encourage that. So yeah, she's allowed to use the soap and the sink. Um. Yeah, I don't it, there's not a lot that we really want her getting into in there to be honest. Yeah, I was to say cuz
1: like uh so um, again, you know, take it for what you want. No, but,
0: you, uh, I, you, this is why you are here. I need your wisdom. <laughs> we need your wisdom. So
1: the key to the the kitchen access for us was uh we 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 added a list up of things that uh We were okay with them doing in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. and they were given kitchen access when there were more yeses than noes. Because then it made it easier for us to pitch it to them because we were giving them more things they could do. Right. And they could focus on that. Hey, you could come into the kitchen, serve yourself your own water, you could get your own juice packets, get your own fruits, you get your own snacks. Um, we had a separate set of plastic butter knives. Oh you a yeah. Knife, you
2: could do these. Yeah.
1: These are your knives. Yeah. Um, and like we explained the difference between why this was okay. This one isn't. Um, but we made a whole list of things that like she could do. Cause like if everything is a can't, right. it just feels taboo. And like, she's always in trouble or he yeah. was always in trouble. Uh, so we wanted a list of like, nah, you could do this. Right. Um, then, uh, that's good that's helpful yeah so like it just it was something that like mentally like i feel like for the kid was easier
0: yeah i think you want to empower them right you want to empower them like you don't it's not yeah this game of like saying no to so many things it's like what are the things we can say yes to like it's okay if you're in there if you're getting your own juice packet or whatever that's good yeah so
1: like we just found a, a bunch of things like that and then uh we started um in terms of like she wanted to do stuff in the kitchen so we thought of stuff that was safe-ish. Yeah. So like uh, there were certain foods that like we knew she could put in the microwave. Yeah. That was cool because like uh, there's no way of hurting yourself because of the packaging. Right. It was like kind of like pre-done. Like yeah. you can't mess this up. Um. Then she progressed to the toaster Hmm. Um. where she could make her own w- um waffles and they would pop up so she couldn't, you know, like you could grab them without burning yourself. Right. Like there was enough good that like. She felt she was doing the grown-up stuff. Yeah, at her scale. Yeah, you know. Um, and then like every like six months we would add a thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, we made a we we kind of like thought it out. Like we need a list of things that like she can do, and it has to be longer than the list of things she can't do. Because right. if everything is like you can't touch this, this, and this, so, like yo, what, why do I have access to this? Right.
2: Show? Right. You yeah. Know? Keep yeah. it
1: taped off. Then being real, like if she can't do nothing extra in there. You know, yeah. like, what's the point? Because all it does is does is two negatives now. Now well, you're worried that like, anytime you're sleeping, if she's in there. All you're thinking about is the much longer list of things you don't want her
0: doing. When I imagine her alone in there, I literally just picture (laughs) her getting her stool out, going to the knife block, pulling it to the edge of the thing, and and juggling (laughs) knives. I imagine her juggling (laughs) knives alone in the kitchen and then just like turning the burners on on the stove. She's like not even getting a flame. She's just like huffing propane. (laughs) And then she turns on the broiler in the oven and she's like throwing stuffed animals in there. That's what I assume she's doing. Of course, because
1: you, you've come up with no positives that can happen yeah, in there.
0: I'm just so, I'm, it's like fear-based. <laughs> and and if it's not that, then it's just opening the fridge and like finding the hidden chocolate Listen. or whatever, you know? So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm telling
1: you, you got to give some positives to her so that that's the hope. And give her a chance to impress you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Let her yeah. build on that. You know what I
0: mean? And celebrate when she does do it right. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. This this is a hot topic in our home right now. Foods with like... I, I So I am a sugar addict. Uh, one of my favorite forms of sugar is breakfast cereal. Ooh. Uh, I love a Count Chocula or Hell Lucky yeah. Charms or Fruity Pebbles or Chocolate Pebbles. Like... I will go to town on a box of cereal.
1: How often but, do you get Count chocolate bottle? isn't I, that like the Halloween only? Well, <laughs> uh,
0: well, that's the thing. I haven't in years. I don't. I, I try to avoid it now because I really will just like abuse this stuff. But recently, I got a box of Honey Nut Cheerios. I'm like, this can be my secret. Uh, that'll be like a thing I have like once a week or oh, whatever. Yeah. That's health adjacent. But then I introduced it to her and she ha- has been enjoying eating them dry. And uh, Ross Aww. doesn't love that I brought the breakfast cereal into her realm. And then simultaneously, I got, I've got i been getting Franny into bacon, which I talked about recently. And <laughs> some bacon is just good stuff. It's just, I mean, I know this is controversial for the vegetarians out there, but there's some bacon that's like more expensive, more organic, less stuff in there which I don't buy because I'm cheap. So I buy <laughs> the the Cherry Valley, which is the store brand. Uh, I, I accidentally, I didn't mean to do this, but I got one that had uh, smoked whatever, okay. like hickory smoked, which is not like really, it's like definitely like a liquid that's just like splashed on there and then you microwave it and it smells like it's smoked. I enjoy it because I just don't give a shit about that stuff as much as I wish I did. So okay. I'm just giving my kid breakfast cereal that has chemicals. There's a lot of ingredients on the back. A lot of his chemicals, bacon with this like fake smoked stuff. Ross is very unhappy about this. I don't blame her. Shit. Okay, so so you're taking <laughs> her side. Um, when like yeah like because I just think of how we were raised in the 80s and 90s where it's just like we yeah we just ate like cookies or whatever. Like there wasn't a lot of thought going into like what exactly we were eating. And, uh, I of course think I, th- I like to think, I think about it, but I'm also sort of in this place of acceptance where I'm like, we just can't be perfect parents when it comes to like giving her the most natural, the most organic, the most whatever. Uh, so, um, I don't know, I guess, I don't know if there's a question there, but do you, did, was did that ever come up for you? yeah i mean um
1: my my kids are actually really healthy my uh wife's done a really good job of like instilling uh proper eating with them uh she's pretty healthy in terms of what she eats as well um i'm the I'm defty issue in the house with mm-hmm. that stuff uh but uh in turn, I don't want them to repeat it so we've like worked on uh a few things like one certain snacks that we wanted to be like uh staples around the house. So like uh we have uh they're they're constantly making like healthy PB&Js. Mm. So like we have like uh you know uh instead of like white wonder bread like they have like whole grain or multigrain bread for people that like want fiber. Yeah. Um the peanut butter is always natural. Mhm. Um and then like we get like preservative free like jelly that like yeah. it's yeah. too expensive for anything I would have had but it's a overall it's a super affordable healthiest snack that they have with like a glass of skim milk yeah so like they get some protein they get some and then they're able to like own that they're making it they don't need to ask us yeah um then we keep like fruits around so like they got like tangerines and stuff like that so we tried to build all the like i want a munchy on something real quick all of those are like healthy right and then uh but they still hit like the sweet thing if you will like uh they still kind of like satisfy that then uh, we keep like uh, cooked uh, chicken cutlets mm. and like uh um and most of those are like healthy like breading and baked, yeah. so that if they want like a high protein snack, those are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like it's just something that's like always available around the crib, um, and that kind of checks off a lot of the boxes. And then like we're constantly like uh they have like their own water bottles that they gotta drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing we do is check their protein. So like. Uh, you want a donut? Like, what did you have with that? Did you have eggs? Right, right. You know, yeah. uh, the cereal thing. Um, we started uh, uh, we started making them mix the milk with a scoop of protein powder.
0: Oh, nice. That's so, interesting. So that
1: way, like, uh, the protein powder, like, with the milk, it still has a similar consistency after yeah. you shake it. But like with just the bowl and the milk, it wasn't enough protein to yeah. like carb. Yeah, and it would get filled with less cereal. Right. You know yeah. so uh
0: it makes it more of a meal than just like this fast burning sugar bomb. Yeah, yeah. so like we did
1: that pivot
0: um, in the mornings they kind of both fast they uh,
1: Michaela does coffee and eggs. Um, Coffee drinker, yeah, every morning. Young young teenager, yo, she she, that's literally that's the only one I didn't agree with. But my wife, culturally, they've drank coffee since like five. Costa Rican, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, she's been making coffee her whole life. Like, Michaela wakes up in the morning, makes her own coffee, makes another pot for Gabby, and leaves for school. Wow. Um, I love
0: I love the idea of a sophisticated is she 15 14 15 now. a sophisticated 15 year old high schooler just like at the espresso machine like making a delicious Yo, coffee before the day
1: she used to like since third grade when we did like school field trips she showed yeah. up with like her own like canteen that's like hilarious be a eight year old and like at the museum yeah like with her own coffee mug
0: <laughs> <The> <laughs> parent, parent teacher conference are like your daughter's very energetic <laughs> and focused and she's quite interested in all the materials so straight up, yo. whatever you're doing keep
1: it up yeah yo when she was uh my, my wife used to like go to a lot of the the trips And, like, she was like, yo, like, at the end of every trip, like, one parent always comes over and asks if they can have some of Michaela's coffee. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Straight up. See, out there with Bustelo in the city, yo.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. I got Bustelo here in the office. We're going to get it sponsored by Cafe Bustelo. I like it. I Um, like it. That's uh yeah so it sounds like they are very empowered over diet and food and and you know it's something Ross uh says as a mantra uh through one of her like birth like like child care uh, whatever some something she learned was like our responsibility is to get the food and provide the food and put it in front of her. It's her responsibility to eat it. Yeah. And it sounds like that continues through life. Like you guys have created like what makes sense for you and your family and what you are willing to put give them as options. Yeah. And they've like met you in the middle and are doing like are really conscientious about what they eat. That's great. Yeah. Cause like, so like this is fish
1: that I don't even know the name of it in English but like it's called bacalao.
2: Uh-huh.
1: That like my dad swear, like he would, he would make me eat it as a kid and yeah. I, it's it, I hate it. Uh-huh. With All that is me. Like yeah. it, it might be my mortal enemy is uh-huh. bacalao fish. And he like swears by it and like my dad when he owned the bodega like two times a week he would pick me up make me bacalao, I'd have to eat it, my mom ain't there to defend me, Yeah, you know? And she would show up, and if I if I was sad, she knew it was a bacalao day, like uh-huh. I just had to eat that shit. Yeah. And my dad, you know, he wasn't doing it out of malice. He was like, yo, every baseball player I know eats bacalao, uh-huh. my son eating bacalao, yeah. you know? But that shit stinks, I don't like the smell of it, uh-huh. and he would tell me how healthy he was. I don't care, I was six, right? right? And when we had kids, they each had like things like that, like uh, my daughter uh, for like one day when she was like four, she just told us, "I don't want to eat cheese anymore." Right. And then she's back to eating cheese again. Yeah. But there was like a seven-year period where she was just like, "I don't eat cheese." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My son will not have beans, which as a Dominican and a Puerto Rican is wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, but he's like, yes. "I refuse." He's like, "I don't like how they feel." Right. And he won't have them. So, um, we talked to both of them about it. We explained the pluses and minuses. We showed them alternatives. Um, I broke their logic. Like I was like Michaela, like uh, she's like, why don't you like cheese? She's like, it looks weird. I was like, you eat mac and cheese? She's like, yeah, but that's not cheese. <laughs> i was like, okay. Uh, you like pizza? Again, not cheese, but like you don't want cheese on your sandwiches? Nope, not at all. I was like, okay. Uh, then like with Aiden, I was like, you don't like beans? She's like, no. I was like, uh, you are okay with the the smashed beans that they put on the burrito because mm-hmm. it's not beans? Like, yep, mm-hmm. that's fine. Don't know that those are beans. Uh, do you like the sauce of the beans on your rice? Yes, I do. I like how it tastes. Just don't like the texture. Fine. Yeah. I don't like it, but if it makes sense in their brains, yeah, yeah. Cool. But then I tell them, cool. But this is what you're missing. Right. So I need you to find me another thing from like, and I show them a list of options that gives you that. Right. And if you could, if you're cool with that, I'm cool with it. Yeah. So, like, Aiden disproportionately gets more vegetables than other people yeah. in the house. Because I was like, yo, you're losing the fiber. Right. I need you to get fiber in your meal from this. You know what I mean? And same with Kayla. I was like, all right, cool. Like, you ain't getting the dairy from cheese. We got a uh, Fair Life skim milk. she yeah, got to yeah. give me another cup of Fair Life because you're losing your proteins from this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or give me a Greek yogurt. And she's like, cool. That's so, great. Like so, yeah. Like I realized that like I don't need to be so mi- like military. Like right, I enjoy it. Don't mean you gonna enjoy it. But this is the thing that that like me and your mom were thinking when we bought this for you. So if right. you're gonna have that, I need another thing that you okay eating that checks that box.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to be able to have a conversation about it because right now we're limited with you have to eat this cause it will make you big and strong. And then we all flex our muscles and yeah. then like sometimes that'll work and she'll just eat the broccoli or whatever. And she loves uh, the thing that's annoying and crazy making is about, I know she enjoys all of the things we would like for her to eat. It's just some days she's like, I'm going to turn the screws on these motherfuckers and I'm not eating anything. Uh, so it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's a power struggle.
2: Yeah, it really Straight
0: is. Up. Um, all right, so we were just scrolling through Reddit uh, before we started. Let's do a couple lightning round topics that we we picked out. Uh, you you found this one compelling? Uh, you said, "What do I do about a birthday party uh, that is poorly intended?" <laughs> uh, this was a parent. This is on a parent Reddit group. Uh, somebody wrote in. Uh, How do you handle poorly attended birthday parties? Is that the context? Yeah, it was their yeah, own It was their own child.
1: So, so I I read it that I read it that way. But I uh, so I I was very popular growing up. Yeah. Um, but I went to a party. My boy John. Uh, where it was just me and John and his uh-huh. mom. Yeah, uh, we played Donkey Kong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor John. Yo, talk, Poor mate. John and his a, mom. It was a sad, what sad do you party. What made G so popular that John didn't have that made people want to come to G's house for your parties, but not to John's for his party? Listen, some people don't got it, okay? <laughs> 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 I ain't going to lie to y'all here. Like, I. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Some kids don't got swag. You ain't yeah. all charismatic, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, okay? You were, uh, you were magnetic. <laughs> Real talk, man. I a just magnetism. got it, me, okay? Yeah. I know what to tell you, all right? John was a cool person, but like, I knew... Like, I knew going in it was going to be lightly attended uh-huh, already, uh-huh. but I didn't think no
0: one, you know I what just I mean? thought maybe John's mom was weak in the promotional department. <laughs> like, she didn't have marketing skills. I
1: mean, he had some, like, things that Def worked against him, and one of them being his mom. His mom was a nice person, yeah. but she was uh, a, the third grade teacher yeah so like even though we oh, were no yeah. longer in third grade Man, nobody wants you. to
0: see john's mom on yeah, the weekend they gotta you know? see her five days a week yo
1: so you gotta be so cool to overcome that right yo that's crazy yeah and john wasn't that cool
0: i actually do have somebody that was so cool they overcame that josh josh tatum i'm comfortable saying his name to josh uh, tatum real told uh, pam his mom pam was the computer teacher at school and her room was like Was like HQ. Like, that's where we all hung out. It was great. She always had candy. Josh and I actually had a full box of uh, 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 fruity pebbles available that we hid away. Like, we hung out in her computer room like it was the bar. Like, it was like cheers. (laughs) Everybody knew your name. Everybody hung out. This is when computers are enormous. uh, And she was great. And he was the go to house on weekends like she would like we would go out and party she would make a full buffet breakfast in the morning Respect eggs and bacon pam. yeah pam tatum what a goddess of a woman Real talk, uh, yo. so great uh she also wasn't teaching like a class that graded you so like right. i guess nobody had like fear about her but she was just such an amazing woman so poor john sounds like he didn't have
1: yeah man that's just tough man like yeah. but uh, i do think it was uh looking back on it um I don't know if it was that day, but I definitely, know most of my uh, early memories of being empathetic are from that year. Interesting. Um, then, yeah, you, and that was, was one of the like first moments. Middle like, school age or something? Fourth grade.
0: Okay. So,
1: and I I, I genuinely remember, um, like, when I got there, I was like, oh, this is rough.
2: Yeah. And then,
1: like, when we started playing, like, he said, uh, he's like, I know this is whack. Nobody's here. And, like, I remember, like, oh, thinking about it. My heart is about breaking it. for Yeah, John. you know? And uh, I remember, uh, like, thinking about it and being like, nah, man, this is cool. I'm having a good time. And, like, making that decision of, like, nah, I'm going to power through this party. Like, yeah. I'm going to make it through the whole joint. Everything his mama got planned, we doing all
0: of this shit. And you're going to be a good friend to John yeah. or the best friend you can be or whatever. Like, it sounds like you weren't his best friend or anything. No, nah, like, he
1: was a cool kid, but he definitely wasn't, like, my homie-homie. Yeah. Um, I transferred into that school. So, like, I didn't have the third grade issue with the with the mom. He was just another cool kid to me. Yeah, And, like, yeah. I knew his mom. She was still in the building. But, uh, yeah, like, none of those things affected me. But, like, I yeah. definitely remember being in his crib and, like, making the decision of, like, nope, I'm not calling my mom. I'm not having to pick me up. I'm going to stay here for this whole John one-on-one party. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it, it was, like, the first, like, moment where I remember, like, deciding to be a good person.
0: Yeah. You know? Uh That's interesting. Yeah.
1: So I think that so that's what I'm thinking about when I hear that like um as a parent if my if I take my kids to a party like that, I think it's a learning opportunity for that yeah, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um if it happened to me, uh I'd be heartbroken. Like yeah. I'd be like damn be like I'm raising a whack ass kid. Well, that, that's uh, what I'm
0: curious about with with your <laughs> kids like do you do you think you actually can it's it's not even possible to teach personality. It's possible to teach certain soft skills, like people skills, but like, you can't really like teach them to be magnetic or, uh, charismatic or whatever. Uh, but you can teach them. Like I heard a thing recently, somebody said, uh, it's important. It's more important to be interested than it is to be interesting. Uh, and I think that's an easy thing to say to a kid is like, yeah, just ask your new friend questions and then they'll ask you questions or whatever. Um, but yeah, does it, you just made the joke like I'm raising a whack kid if nobody comes to the party but like what if that does happen or what if you do notice that's a pattern like how do you like what is the role of the parent to be like hey you gotta learn to like I don't I don't even know what that looks or sounds yeah. like. Yeah I mean I would I would be proactive I would put them
1: in clubs. Yeah yeah. Uh, I would start playing the long game like mm-hmm. ah right, you, you you, a herb right now it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is what it is. Nobody fucks <laughs> with you it's okay nobody likes you <laughs> but we can make 18 year old you very likable if you yes. start working now <laughs> yes. all right we gotta treat this like the emergency that it is <laughs> all right what are all the cool things that you would like to do right you are in all of those clubs now yeah every after school is you learning how to be a more well developed person
0: right at 18
1: right, yeah. right now we we we're, this is a sunk cost
0: and i wonder right? i wonder if you you are direct about it or you kind of like Secretly manipulate this stuff so that you're not saying to the kid like, "Hey, let's get real. uh You've had too many lonely days at the playground <laughs> in a row. It's time for us to really take action." Yeah. Or do you just do it?
1: I, I jokingly I would be direct, but like not. Nah, I I uh I think I would coax around it, but yeah, I would yeah. ask a lot of questions yeah. every day. Like, who'd you talk to today? Right. You know what I mean? What'd you do? Where? Okay. Yeah. Um, I definitely think like my son is more loner than my daughter. My daughter yeah. I think is uh very much like me. She's super uh personable. She's Well uh, she's
0: hanging out at the coffee shop yo, every day. Up, of course she's got friends.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo, like she got like her peoples, you know what I mean? Um uh, she's comfortable like not liking somebody like yeah. that's how I knew she was good. She's like I don't like them as a person. Yeah. Uh, and I'm okay with never being a friend because I got these people and they're way better people. That's hilarious. Like she's fully developed as an adult in that regard. Yeah. Uh, my son took a little bit to like get comfortable with people. Yeah. But uh, um, he has like a squad. Like he has like a table with like ten people that he sits with for lunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they like they're into what they're into. He talks to me about like uh comic books and drawing. Yeah um so thank like, god
0: for the internet like he's gonna find he's gonna keep finding all those communities yeah. and making friends he
1: found like a squad and a crew that he's with that like works for him yeah um, and works for him yeah um but yeah like i was definitely concerned because like by comparison like is it's, it's noticeable that like she's way more that
2: right right um
1: but in turn i also think that like he noticed it and picked up the slack yeah like uh when we hang out at family functions initially like she fully mingles with the adults and he wasn't uh so he's like stepped his game up with that a lot um and i don't know if that's a mixture of like him seeing his sister get a lot of positive affirmation Mm. or him finding his group that like has brought that out of him yeah you know but uh yeah i i I was concerned in like fourth grade i was like oh this is gonna be like a project for me right but uh now like i've seen like i don't think he's ever like gonna be me or her but he's not going to be like an outcast. Yeah, thankfully. he'll find his own thing. He got his squad. Yeah, yeah you know? And, like, you know, I, I, my wife wasn't that. Like, she's cool like she's like I would say she's cool kid adjacent yeah you know like cool kids rock with her but she wasn't the cool kids
2: yeah
0: you know and she, same
1: with Nick I was cool kid so I think he's gonna be cool kid
0: adjacent yeah yeah well some people don't have that need to be the cool kid Fair. Like some people are like confident enough to just be who they are and like that's that's plenty yo that's uh, dope real talk yeah well cool that was that was fun to talk about that uh, conversation on Reddit uh, maybe we can just say like hey if you are a listener and you want us to to talk about a specific topic or you have a question about parenting or life in general I, I i feel like i could ask you any questions about life and you'd have some kind of wise insight on it or at least a funny way to talk about it so i yeah. have an opinion i don't know if it'll be right but uh yeah <laughs> so feel free to i don't know hit us up if you like or we'll just keep checking out the internet before we record uh but this is a great fun conversation thanks hey, man, for yo. Doing it. Uh and uh congrats to uh Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on your upcoming nuptials. (laughs) We back, baby. Bye.
2: Peace.